Hey, welcome into the latest edition of the Coach Jeff Wilburn Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3 presented by the Pioneer Restaurant talking Denver Pioneers men's basketball. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wilburn, on a uh, snowy Tuesday morning. Coach, it's good to see you. How are you? I'm doing great, Tyler. How about you? I'm doing fine, except I realize how much uh, dog hair I have on the sweatshirt as I came in to record the show today. But other than that, things are good. Uh, Coach, we've got uh, the final home game before the holiday break coming up tomorrow against Colorado Christian at home. Got a lot to cover from your last road trip. Last week, we were in California for a couple of games. Um, but, you know, we're, we're hitting that final stretch before things get really serious with Summit League play. Uh, and obviously, so much of what you do after the holiday break is kind of dependent on this start through these first well, it'd be now almost 15 games uh, prior to the holiday break where you sit right now how do you feel about where your guys are coming home at eight and three and getting a chance to go against your your final non-conference home opponent tomorrow yeah Tyler you know you 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 measure everything in terms of your strengths your deficiencies uh, overall I, I think we we've obviously gotten off to a good start it's the the, the best start in the history of the program so uh, we feel good about that. You know, we, we felt early on if we had an identity offensively, uh, that would help for early season success mm -hmm. when many teams are trying to find themselves and what their strengths are. We, we definitely define that early in the season, and I do think that that uh, has helped us immensely uh, to get off to a good start. Um, you know, the trip to California, we lost a tough one in Sacramento. Um, uh, and then uh, went down to UCLA, and I'm very, very glad we played the game uh, for for a lot of reasons, uh, really. And it, it's a great venue and a storied basketball program to to play to go down to Pauley Pavilion. I think it'd be an experience that our guys look back on, you know, many, many years and, and tell their kids and their grandkids about it. And uh, you know, I would have liked to have played better. I, I really thought we we did a pretty good job of battling in the first half. Uh, we we kept it close. Um, the the twelve turnovers in the first half were our undoing, but at the same time we shot fifty seven percent from the field against one of the best defensive teams in the country. So valuing the ball was the the real thing that stood out. But you know we got stops in that first half. Uh, they looked like they were going to break it open a couple times, and, and we made some nice runs. So that was nice to see. I, I think it reinforces what we're doing offensively. When you could say that you you played one of the best defensive teams in the country and you did shoot fifty percent from the field, you know now it's taking a good look at your deficiencies, mm -hmm. you know, and, and understanding, uh, you know, that these need to be addressed and valuing the ball and not putting the ball in jeopardy, as I like to say, uh, you know, would be at the top of the list along with our defense. So, um, you know, I can go into more detail about how we're focusing on, on those areas. But one of the great things about the UCLA game, uh, there was an alumni gathering, you know, the, the morning of the game, and uh, it, it was kind of thrown together at a late date. And I think we had over 50 DU donors and, and alumni there, and uh, we left over 100 tickets for, for DU donors and alums and, and families and friends. And, um, it, you know, you asked if I'm happy where we are. One of the things I'm happy about, Tyler, is that the, the, the stature or the um, visibility of our program locally here and to some extent nationally is increasing. Mm -hmm. uh, the interest in the program is increasing. Um, you, you know, and, and there's so many tangible ways that you can now point to that happening. Um, but we've we've really got a great group of alumni and donors 
uh, who are really excited about the success thus far and, uh, and, and really excited about what the future may hold for our program. It was really cool to see uh, against the, the UCLA Bruins on Saturday. It was really cool. Uh, every time Pioneers freshman Justin Mullins made a bucket, hearing his family go nuts uh, at the top of the section right behind us was super cool. And um, Coach, let's take it back. Beginning of that road trip, you're you're eight and three now coming home. Eight and one headed into the road trip, and you were facing the only team that had beaten you so far this season in Sacramento State. Uh, and that ends as an 87-85 loss in overtime. And that's the type of thing where you know one stretch of the second half it looked like Sac State was going to pull away. Late in the second half it looked like you guys were going to hang on. You go to overtime, Sac State ends up getting the win. Um, your biggest takeaways from that one, I know you really like the way the guys fought in that game. Just seems like Sac State is a good matchup uh, for you guys, but what were the biggest takeaways from, from that game? Well, uh, obviously a very comparable team and uh, a very solid team all around. Uh, you know, I guess I would say that my, my takeaways are that we need to be better defensively. And uh, we needed stops in late in the game, and we needed stops in, in the overtime period, and, and just couldn't get them. And um, uh, you know, I mentioned to you, I think we've done a very good job of defining who we are offensively. And uh, I'll take responsibility here. Maybe I haven't done as good a job as I need to in terms of defining who we are defensively. And, and that's what we went through yesterday in practice. We had a two hour and 15, two hour and 20 minute practice and we spend every minute on defense. And uh, so it's crystal clear to me, this is an, the area of the game that we need our most improvement and uh, we need to stop people one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, uh, we need to do a better job of taking our scouting report and, and applying it to the game and understanding, um, you know, we played two UCLA guards in, in Bailey and Clark and their strength was not shooting threes, their strength was driving. And, and our scouting report was containment, and yet we still uh, left our feet on shot fakes and we still gave up the paint in one-on-one in -on -one drives. So um, we'll, we'll continue to work there. And I think it's, uh, you know, you want to give the guys something tangible, uh, you know, when you, when you set your identity. You know, we've done that offensively. So it's pound the paint, pound the paint, get to the foul line. We're, we're doing that incredibly well. On the defensive end, I, I kind of put in a context for our team yesterday. Uh, first of all, we, we have to be the hardest playing team on the floor. We have, in, in my mind, we have not. And, and we, that needs to be a constant in our program. Uh, and, and then we, we need to strive to be the most physical and the toughest team. And so now I think we've given our guys three things, tangible things that, that need to show up and need to be our identity and uh, on the defensive end. And you know, it's amazing. If you just focus on being the hardest playing dude on the floor, so many good things happen to you. Like if you're running your cuts harder, as hard as you can, the ball just finds you. You know, if, if you're moving without the ball, uh, you know, if you have great activity moving without the ball, the ball just finds you. Like your offensive opportunities just find you. The ball finds you. And, uh, and, and defensively, obviously, it, it uh, has great advantages. You know, to, we just need to compete harder than we're competing. And I think against UCLA, we saw what a physical presence was all about uh, at the highest level. And we saw what toughness was all about. And uh, 
we, you know, we've given them some suggestions and some framework uh, in those areas where, where we need to take some strides with, with our first league game here, you know, looming less than a week away. That'll be Omaha coming up uh, on Monday. And, Coach, we'll talk about Omaha. We'll talk about Colorado Christian as well. Um, but, you know, where you sit right now at 8-3, and three obviously, is a, a very advantageous place. And I mentioned that to you, you know, at the close of our, our post-game interview on Saturday in Los Angeles. You know, if you would have told us that it was December 10th and we're just talking about the third loss of the season, you'd be pretty happy. Um, one thing that has changed the complexion of this team over the last couple of weeks is not having Tevin Smith. And I know uh, talking with Tev the other day, he said he's hoping to be back, you know, as soon as, as possible um, after suffering that knee injury against the Citadel. Um, he obviously gets the, the credit and the hype and stuff from the dunks and from his offensive dynamism and all that. What a lot of people probably don't realize is he's your best defender too. Uh, on ball, off ball, he does so much stuff. How does it change what you guys have behind him defensively when Tevin's not there, the way everybody else has to fit into that puzzle? Um, and how excited are you therefore to be able to get him back as kind of that anchor defensively? Yeah. No, it's a great point. Uh, he's missed in so many ways. But right now, where, where we say that the defensive side of the ball is where we need the most work, he, as you said, he is our best defender. I mean, you just, it was automatic every game. You put him on the other team's best offensive player, and he shut him down. Uh, he could shut him down off the dribble. He can contest shots. He could block shots. He was a great help side defender, uh, and, and we really, really miss him. And, you know, when, when he was in the lineup, Justin Mullins, who I think is going to round into an elite-level defender like Tevin, uh, you know, now you had two perimeter defenders that were really long, really athletic, did a great job at keeping the ball in front of him, didn't get beat very often, supplied great support. And, and now, you know, we were without Tevin. Uh, it's a substantial hit, probably more so on the defensive end than the offensive end. And uh, we will be thrilled to have him back. And uh, he's working to get back, and uh, we hope in a timely fashion. One of the, the things about Tevin and about Justin, I think, in this regard, too, is those are guys who take pride in the defensive work that they do. It's very easy as an athlete uh, to see the glory that you get from the offensive end of the floor or the side of the ball or, uh, you know, at the plate or whatever and be focused on that. What does it say about, especially young athletes, freshmen and sophomores, when they take pride in the fact that they can play good defense? Because it's the less glamorous thing to do. You know, and, and what that goes hand in hand with, especially with Tevin, is just an attitude that he's willing to do whatever it needs to be done to help the team. And that, that's, that's my agenda. That's his agenda. And he, he just helps in so many different ways. And, and, you know, I've said it since he's been here. He's such an unselfish player and a team-oriented player. And he's never, you know, obviously he's our leading scorer. And he, he's not thinking about scoring. It's, you know, how can he help the team? And uh, he just, uh, you know, he's a great back cutter offensively. So he draws a crowd on those back cuts, which, you know, frees shooters up on the perimeter when he does that. So it's, uh, we really miss him, just as any team would, you know, when you're, you're missing your, your leading scorer and then your best defender. Um, and, uh, but I, I'll tell you, you, you know, you look for the positives in these situations, you know, a positive being that it, this is not a season-ending injury for Tevin. 
And uh, we hope to have him back in a, in a timely fashion here. The positives being that some of the other guys on the team are getting substantial minutes now. Right. And they're growing. You know, I, I, I said to Justin Mullins when we started in September, I said, I, I know you're going to be a really good player in January. You know, the, Tevin Smith went through the same yes. maturation process a year ago. And I, but I said to Justin, we have to see if there is a way that we can accelerate your growth. And, and turn you into that player before January. And I think that's happened. I really do. He's been so consistent. Um, his shot selection is good. You know, he's rounding into a great defender. He's unselfish. His assists are going up. He's shooting 57% from the field. His threes are timely. He understands he, he, he doesn't want to make a living shooting threes. But, uh, boy, they're, they're good decisions. And like Tevin, um, he's, he's playing with a high basketball IQ. And um, so, you know, that would be uh, one of the positives. Another positive, Ben Bowen got 30 minutes against UCLA, you know, and hit a couple of threes and, and really played well. And, um, you know, what's the expression? Baptism by fire. Yeah. You, you know, and that was a little bit of, of what Ben endured against UCLA. And I thought he held up well. And, um, he's going to be a really, really good player in our program, and he is all about the team, which is, which is just great as well. So, well, there's a lot coming up for this Pioneers team this week, and we're going to talk about that when we return. We'll break down a little bit of that UCLA game as well as we continue talking Denver men's hoops. It's the Coach Jeff Wilburn Show presented by the Pioneer Restaurant Studio. Back in a minute on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Continuing along on 104.3 The Fan HD3, it's the Coach Jeff Wolbrin Show presented by the Pioneer Restaurant. Tyler Mon, Pioneers head coach Jeff Wolbrin, talking Denver men's basketball as the Pioneers return home to take on Colorado Christian tomorrow, which will be Wednesday. Uh, and Coach, before we talk about uh, this Colorado Christian matchup, looking back on the UCLA game, uh, you know, like you said, a game like that is going to expose your deficiencies. It's kind of that, you know, you have to drink that dye before you go in for, uh, for an x-ray or something. Uh, that's sort of what facing a, a top 15 team, you know, a top 18 team uh, in the polls, but the number seven team in the country in the Ken Palm rankings, uh, UCLA is really good. Uh, that's a team that, you know, you said prior to that game, this is a team that has a legitimate chance to win a national championship. Looking back on that game, there are, I think, a lot of really good things to take away. The taste in your mouth immediately is you're not happy, obviously, with a 20-plus point loss, but there's a lot of good stuff to take out of that game. Uh, your overall impressions from UCLA, the way the guys handled that challenge, uh, and now being able to build off of that coming home. Um, you, you hit the nail right on the head. I, I mean, Mick Cronin's put together a, a team that is uh, after his own heart. I, I mean, a defensive-oriented team that Mick and I are friendly, and uh, that that's who he is as a basketball coach. And uh, so much credit to him. I, I mean, I've watched him build the program. I think he's been there four years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, uh, th this team is tough-minded. They are physical. They are tough. They are defensive-minded. He's got a group of uh, potential NBA players on his roster, and he's got them playing together uh, in a team-oriented way, offensively and defensively. Um, he, he has them competing at a, a high, high level within the team concept. And I told him before the game, I said, "Man, th this looks like this is what you've been striving for. You know, this is this is your your kind of team." And uh, they do. They have a, 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 I think, probably a favorite to win the Pac-12, and then uh, we'll certainly be in the hunt for the national championship. So it was great to measure ourselves up against uh, one of the top teams in the country, and um, uh, you, you know, it's. Uh, you, 
as I said, your your strengths and deficiencies are, are glaring when you when you play a game like that. But you know, it, it's it's room for growth for your program, and that's what I wanted our guys to see. Like, um, you know, we we've we've got. They now know, man. We can play this game much more physical. We can be much tougher than we are. You know, we've got to be better defensively than we are. And uh, and and you know what? There's no moral victories. I, I'm, you know, we're at the point in our program in year two. Uh, you know, you schedule these games. We have another one against Oregon State on a, on December 21st. You don't schedule them you know, for moral victories. And, uh, you know, you schedule them that on, on one given day for 40 minutes, you're going to be better than that high major opponent because you play better as a team, because you defend better, uh, you know, your collective effort uh, and uh, is better than your opponent. And, and you know, you, you want to test your guys before you get into conference play. I think we did that with the UCLA game. We're going to do that again with Oregon State. And, uh, you know, the idea is uh, take, as we met as a team yesterday, it was, hey, here's some constructive things that we need. You know, your goal is to compete for a league championship. If you own that goal, then, then here's some constructive things that we need to improve in. So uh, a, a very positive thing. And again, uh, positive from, you know, the X's and O's, positive from the team experience. Uh, positive to see how we grow from that and then from an exposure standpoint and an interest standpoint in our program we uh, I'm really delighted at the level of interest that we're getting uh, with with donors and alumni and who who are caring about DU basketball right now all right coach well let's talk about what's coming up for this team uh, on Wednesday evening you'll get a crack at Colorado Christian your final non-conference home game and uh, ordinarily I think the average person looks at a game like that and thinks ah, D2 matchup should be a an easy one for you Colorado Christian beat Northern Colorado earlier this year and UNC went on to beat CSU um, this is a, a team that is structured very differently from sort of what you saw earlier with Colorado College let's say uh, as far as a lower divisional matchup tell us about what you know about Colorado Christian and the challenges that they present going into that Wednesday night game yep it's uh, uh, I, I would tell you it's an opportunity for us before we play our first league game in Omaha to to get this engine finally tuned and and more importantly than ever is to to show on the defensive end what we're capable of doing and uh uh, we, we've itemized the, the things that we need to work on uh, as a team, and this will give us an opportunity. This, this is a team made up of capable three-point shooters uh, on the perimeter and in the post. Uh, this is a team, though, that's very good at driving the basketball, so containment and uh, keeping them out of the paint will be huge for our success. Um, it's an opportunity for us to be more efficient on offense, take better care of the ball, you know, create better leads as we get into our offense, handle pressure better, uh, and then continue to share the ball and make good decisions and attack the paint and get to the foul line like we do. But uh, it, it's, uh, I thought it would be a great um, uh, opportunity for us before we, we play in league to, to get, uh, get, as I said, get the engine tuned up here and, and hit full stride. It also, I, I tell you, Tyler, We've had so many games, and we're in the same boat as all the other college teams, but you have so many games in a short period of time that you do not have constructive practice time. You know, you, you, you generally spend two days preparing for an opponent. You go over the scouting report, you go over their sets, how you want to defend it. You let the team know what will be effective from an offensive standpoint, and that's a, usually a two-day preparation. Uh, and we have not had 
three days before a game. You know, and this is the first week in a long time that we've been able to do that in, uh, with all the travel and everything else. So um, yesterday, uh, we, we dedicated the day to ourselves. And uh, even uh, we're, we're going to have a one-day prep for this game because we thought we needed, we needed to get better. The focus needed to be on us yesterday for two and a half hours in practice. And, uh, and then we will begin prepping for them today. But uh, the focus is on us. It's an opportunity for us to get better. Um, and uh, I think we've got a motivated group. I think we have a group that uh, takes messages to heart and uh, really tries to be pleasers. And uh, uh, they want to contend for a league championship. And if that's the case, we need to improve in some areas. All right, Coach. Uh, this is a different situation in 2022-23, Summit League-wise, because you're going to play a game before the holiday break. Uh, we'll leave town on Sunday. On Monday, you'll play at Omaha, Bax Arena. And then on Wednesday, you get your final non-conference game against Oregon State. But to be able to get that first Summit League game uh, out of the way, and do it coming off of what you hope is a, a really good performance tomorrow night. How important is the execution against Colorado College when you go into, you know, all right, this is now it's real. It's crunch time starting on Monday against the, the Mavericks. You know, I think mindset is so important. And uh, if we can do the things that we set out to do tomorrow in our game against Colorado Christian, it certainly, you know, gives your team confidence and, and everybody's in a good mindset, feeling good about the first league game, knowing that we've improved, we've addressed areas of deficiencies. And, um, uh, and then on Monday, boy, I, I'll tell you in our league, you, you know, as we follow our, our league peers here, um, uh, you know, I would tell you that the, the top of the league may not be as good as it was a year ago. Yeah. You know, when you had South Dakota State run through the league undefeated. But the, the bottom of the league and the middle of the league is better than it was a year ago. Yes. You, you have just tremendous parity. And it's, you know, we've been playing, was it 11 games? And it's hard to get a pulse on who the better teams in the league will be. And uh, so uh, the, the parity is so great. You, you can't have a... Uh, you can't have a game where, you know, you're, you're less than 100% where you guys don't bring it. You know, that, that can't be an option. Every game matters. I think you're going to see, uh, you know, the, the league winner in this league with five losses. You know, I, that, that uh, I think is, uh, at this point, everybody would agree on that. And, and um, so it's just tremendous parity, and you can't miss an opportunity. And this one's on the road, which makes things a little tougher. It always does. But... Um, boy, we, we have to go out and be aggressive and decisive. And, uh, you know, again, if, if, we, if you're the hardest playing team, uh, that sure cures a lot of um, evils, you know. That, that makes up for a lot of mistakes. So uh, we'll try to get that right and move in that direction this week for sure. All right, Coach, final point for you. We'll end on a, a fun one. This is our final Coach's Show before the holiday break. Uh, plans with the family? What's the the? Uh, the I'm holiday? laughing because I, I never know what kind of question you're going to throw my way. Whenever I lean Seinfeld or uh, <clears throat> did you know? Uh, no, what's the what's the plan coming up for Festivus? Yeah, Festivus. You have the pole up. <laughs> you can't have any tinsel. Tinsel's distracting. You know what? It, 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 for any of your listeners who are coaches who know coaches. Like the holiday is such a, a more enjoyable holiday with a win. Yes. Uh, you know, before it. Uh, last year, we, we beat St. Thomas on a buzzer beater, you know. That was the best Toko way to go into the break. Hit a shot at the buzzer, and, and that was just before Christmas. And, man, that made for a wonderful Christmas. I screamed like a little uh, That's my wish, okay, <laughs> that, that we, end, we end the pre-Christmas schedule with a win. 
And uh, I, I promise you, everybody will have a, a wonderful Christmas. But in uh, and, and that, that is reality to a large extent, <laughs> as sad as that may seem. But, uh, you know, it will be a wonderful time to uh, uh, take a break. Yeah, uh, I think everybody needs it. Uh, my assistant coaches need it. I need it. Uh, I think the players will be rejuvenated by uh, going home and, and visiting with their families who, who they haven't seen in a long time. And, and you know, for those three days, which is all it is, um, it, you know, it's, it's to relax, take your mind off things and enjoy your family. Um, I have a son who's a GA at Purdue and boy, they're off to, you know, an incredible start, number one in the country. And, um, you know, I, I don't get to enjoy you know, any of their games in person. So it'd be great to see him. And uh, my daughter from California is uh, coming back for Christmas with her fiance. So we'll have the whole family together and really looking forward to it. Um, it you know, it's a grind uh, for anybody at this, uh, at this level in this business. And uh, this will be a, a well-deserved break for everybody. I will say we've worked together a year and a half now. I'm a Wolverine fan for life. I'll never cheer against a Wolverine, but I am a Nebraska alumnus. Oh. So I was cheering a little bit against Jared and the Boilermakers on Saturday. But they pulled it out in overtime in Lincoln yeah. at Pinnacle Bank Arena. And, uh, you know, I I'm happy for that, him. that was quite a game it in was. overtime. I had it Lost for the Huskers. The, uh, the, the little iPad screen during our game, checking the score and giving updates uh, on our top 25 scoreboard. But it was a good one for Jared and his guys. And uh, excited to see him back around. He and I have gotten a chance to talk a couple of times when he's been here. And uh, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get a chance to talk a little more. And you and I will get a chance to talk coming up this week as the Pioneers take on Colorado Christian. Wednesday evening, 7 o'clock tip-off, 6.30 Pioneer pregame on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Get your tickets, denverpioneers.com. And and uh, he's the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolverine. Coach, thanks, and uh, see you tomorrow. Tyler, uh, I guess to all your listeners, uh, this is our last show before yeah. Christmas. Uh, just wishing everybody a very Merry Christmas, Happy and Healthy New Year, and uh, we will talk uh, again after the New Year. Absolutely. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Jeff Wolverine Show, presented by the Pioneer. We'll talk to you on Wednesday for Denver and Colorado Christian on 104.3 The Fan HD3.